0: Stories B-sides. Uh, today we have uh Matt Lopez aka Bropez. What's up? He wanted to talk about Chris Stapleton's cover of Tennessee Whiskey. Why this song?
1: Uh, honestly, man, I think it, it all started when I was in high school and my grandpa was driving around. I mean, just the love of country first. That song in particular, though, because I feel like his voice is just absolutely amazing, man. I feel like it's been. There's been so many different people to do that actual song, but his obviously, I mean, just like everybody else, his one is the one that sticks out the most to everybody. I think his actual uh, rendition of it is the most listened to of all time. So, I mean, that's that's just why it's just the way he kind of goes about the words and like the way he kind of uh, sits on the actual guitar. I mean, it's just it's it's a beautiful song. But it all started. The love of country all started with uh, in high school. My grandpa basically told me. When we got in the van, I put on 98.5, and we were listening to rap music, and he got in. He was like, hey, man, I'm going to let you know one thing and one thing only. There's only one rule. When we listen to two stations in this van, and it's country or Christian. You choose. And at that time, all I listened to was rap music, so I was like, I've never listened to country before. That's an easy fucking, that's an easy denial. I'm not going to listen to uh, Christian music. So then we ended up listening to country music, man. And then I think the first song that I ever actually listened to uh, was, what was it, dude? Fucking, it's it something about, uh, fucking turnips and turnip greens. I can't even remember the goddamn song, but <laughs> it's a turnip green song. I'll, I'll think about it. Yeah.
0: Sorry. No, that's awesome, man. Um, I, I'm glad you picked this song because, uh, the episode that was released today, uh, we do talk a little bit about this song and oh. I wasn't really familiar with Chris Stapleton and I knew the name Tennessee whiskey. Yeah. But uh it's it's actually turned me on to his music and it's really oh, good.
1: That's what I love to hear. Yeah. No. And I think that that's that's also such a huge thing, like we were talking about earlier, man, with music. It's all like it's it's really I feel like a lot of people view music as like perception of the person. So like a lot of people always tell me besides the cowboy boots, like, I would never think you listen to country <laughs> and that is my whole life, man. Like I love country music. I love old school, new school stuff. I love Texas country because of just the accessibility of, in all honesty, man, probably 10 bands that I, that are my favorite right now are all Texas country. And I can drive around Texas and see them at pretty much any moment for a $20 ticket. And I just kind of think back, man, because I've I've talked to my grandpa about like old school music and stuff like that. And it's like, it, it it really just reminds me or, like, gives me a little piece of, like, the good old days because it's like, man, you can go see your favorite band for $5 or something like that. at some, like, fucking rundown bar, some, like, dive bar, this and that. And, like, that's kind of what it gives me the feel of, man, because, like, you think of all these other people that have, like, gone super commercial. It's like, oh, a $1,000 ticket yeah. to sit an inch away from somebody and just kind of hear the same 12 songs over and over. I, I just feel like that Texas country vibe just gives me more of, like, oh, dude, I'm getting drunk as shit, $20 <laughs> ticket. People are going to be screaming at the top of their lungs, man. But it's, I mean, that's, I just love Texas country music. And I'm happy that I can put someone else on country music. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I think uh, the thing that's interesting about Stapleton, about this rendition specifically, and you kind of brought up in his voice. And his voice is very, you know, it's soulful. Mm-hmm. And um when you hear it, they're, it's very different from the first two more popular ones. The first one was done by David Allen Coe. And it's very honky-tonk, very, like, 70s. Even though it was in the 80s, it was yeah. very, like, 70s country-sounding. The George Jones version is very, like, yeah. gospel country-sounding. Oh, yeah. It's very, like, Rhinestone Cowboy-ish, you know? Yes. And this version's more, like, R&B-ish. It's weird. It, it
1: is, man. It's like a pop kind of rendition yeah. of it. And that, uh, it, I love that you bring up David Allen Coe because... I uh, I recently or not recently a couple of years ago I went on a um on a trip with one of my friends Charlie who does Basuda Boys with us and we went to a wedding over there and a lot of them were like oh we love country and like me and this uh, me and my friend Luke we actually we would go back and forth like oh what's the most listened song you've done today wise and like we would send each other songs and he would show me stuff that I'm like dude, I would never thought of listening to this, or I never even heard of this band, and while we were over there, they played David Allen Coe, and like, I've heard his voice for the first time, and I was like, who is this, like, yeah. this is, weird. I've never heard of this guy, when did this guy start making music, and they were like, oh, like in the 70s, in the <laughs> 80s, what do you mean, and I was like, and then I heard, um, uh, Don't Call Me By My Name, I don't know if you've ever heard that one. I think so, so. That, so that's a great one, man. Oh, it's, yeah, I yeah. know. No, okay, yeah. So it's it's like, it's one of those uh, those songs that you just, it has, it's lived on for so long that it kind of has like its own lore and it's like, it has these secret lyrics to it. So it's like, anytime, uh, it's like, uh, as long as you will let me. So it's like, and I'll hang around as long as you will let me. And then let everybody me. in the crowd, let, let me, me. Let, me <laughs> let me, let me, let me. Yes, dude, I love I fucking love music like that, man. Yeah,
0: I, I, that's how I feel about, like, the Texas Tornadoes. Like, yeah. I fucking, like, I, I saw Augie Myers and uh, Flacco. Uh, they played with, with Garrett T-Caps and, um, and uh, at the Paper Tiger a yeah. while back. And it was one of those things that I think, I can't remember if it was a free show or not. It was really cheap if it wasn't free. And it's just one of those things where, like, why not, man? Like, yeah. I'm not, I don't have these CDs or anything, but yeah. I could see two, like, legends no, and then the sure, upcoming, man. you know? It's, it's really dope. I love that just a, that whole vibe of everything, and it's it's still, it's it's country, but it's also like country where it's okay to be dark skinned and not yeah, no. worry about getting punched in the face <laughs> no, for exactly. my skin color.
1: <laughs> I mean, not shout out to David Allen Co because I believe he's a huge racist. So I mean, <laughs> shout out, but not shout out.
0: Um, but you know, it's funny because with, with Stapleton. I was, because there's a song by Etta James called I'd Rather Go Blind, and the vocal melody is the melody that Stapleton uses for his version of Tennessee oh, Whiskey. Know that. So he takes the original one, and uh, the original song, and so the whole thing started where he, they were like doing a sound check in, in um, I think Charlottesville, and uh, they started playing this kind of like twelve eight kind of little groove, his mm-hmm. band started playing it, so they were doing it just for fun, and he decided to throw over, you know, Tennessee whiskey lyrics. And I don't know if it was intentional, if it was ingrained, or, or what. But he sings. It. If you listen to this song side by side, there's yeah. mashups where they just play this, the first verse of this song and the first verse of her song back to back, and it sounds like one song.
1: That's wild.
0: Yeah, and it's 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 interesting because I was listening to a podcast with him, and he was talking about. So he's talking to Chris Shiflett from the Foo Fighters, yeah. um, and. He was asking him like, "What what are some of your influence, you know, influences as a kid?" And um, he was expecting like, "Oh, like what were you know we listened to like rock like Zeppelin." He's like, "Yeah, like that stuff was there. Rolling Stones was there, but I grew he like the first music he remembers loving was soul music. Yeah, so like he loved Aretha Franklin. He loved Ray Charles. He loved you know that era of like that was the first music that he like felt like as was his you know. No, for and sure. you hear that in his music, man. Like it's just so wild that like everything." Once you find that out and you hear the music, you're like, oh, that's so obvious. Like, it's hard to think of it otherwise.
1: No, no. 100%, man. And there was... I remember watching that, like, Justin Timberlake, like, AMC kind of... And I'm not, like, a huge, like, oh, my... I got to watch, like, the Tonys or the Music Awards (laughs) or anything like that, man. But, like, I just remember vividly watching this episode, like, on... uh, Not the episode, that... uh, actual music awards because and then I saw it on Twitter I saw it everywhere man like it blew up whenever he did that with Justin Timberlake and just hearing like the soulfulness in his voice like and I mean everybody's gotten it listening to music like I got chills like literally there's that certain note or there's that certain kind of place they take you whenever you hear someone that's just absolutely amazing at singing and then you get chills and you're like dude what the fuck like yeah i've never gotten chills like unless i'm cold or unless something (laughs) you know something excites me or whatever but it's like dude listening to music like it's crazy it just takes you to this other place
0: definitely man and i think that it's just not just how well he sings but his voice itself it's very raw and then he brings the blues into this song and it's just uh it's a core rendition and it's one of the ones that like you hear about like Whitney Houston's cover of Dolly Parton's, you know, I will always love you, and mm-hmm. Dolly's the first to admit, like, no, that's her song now, and this <laughs> feels like it's a Stapleton song it now. Has to you be,
1: know? man. There's, there's kind of no other real way to see it, man. Uh, another thing, just going back to the voice. I mean, I just love unique voices, like just kind of different voices and stuff like that. Because I mean, a, a lot of people always joke, like, oh, country music's. Um, I love my truck. I love my dog. I love beer. And I love, uh, and the girl broke my heart. And I mean, yeah, I mean, Zach, you could chime in. I feel like that's he, that's always the. What joke about he's the the truck birthday parties? The truck birthday party, so truck birthday party <laughs> dude. I uh, ripped to my truck. I was actually in an accident like on Fourth of July, so my truck is ruined. So, ripped to my truck. Um, other than that, though, man, there there, <laughs> there is a song that I love, and it says, uh, "If my truck could talk." And it's just, it talks, it's by Jason Aldean, dude, and it, it literally kind of sums up all that corniness of, like, the country music, because it's like, oh, if my truck could talk, you would talk about all the heartbreak and all the fights <laughs> that we had, but all the sweet love that we made in the passenger seat, and I'm like, all right, man, it's a little, it's a little <laughs> bit much, but, I mean, I see where you're coming from there. No, but getting back on topic about the voices, like, like Josh Turner, people always tell me all the time, like, oh, dude. Josh Turner, man. You sound just like Josh Turner. Or Squ- Scotty McCreary, who won American Idol. Like, oh, man, you sound just like that guy. Why aren't you singing right now? I'm like, no, man. Like, dude, there's there's a difference between having, like, a deep voice and having a deep voice that you can use to yeah. project and, like, actually hold a melody with, man. Like, it's just, it's so different. Like, I, I just, it, it's always been one of my things. Like, dude, those deep voices. And then there's a guy named Ty- Tyler Childers who has like a real raspy voice, and I believe he's from North Carolina or South Carolina, one of those, and it was it was just another one of those things, man, like I can play him for you after this, like that first song I heard within that first like 15, 20 seconds, I was like, who is this? What is this? Why does this guy sound so different from every other country artist I've ever heard in my life? And it's just, I, I feel like there's, that. that's the most beautiful part of, Music in general, I mean, but country because we're talking about country is that there's no such thing. There's no such thing as a mold for country, man. Like, like we were talking about it on Twitter, man. It's like, dude, you you love that outlaw kind of bad boy country, and it's like, dude, that I love that stuff too. And then I do love the sad boy country, and like I think the one of the biggest reasons why I got into country is that I'm and weird as this sounds, man. Every time I tell this to somebody, dude, I'm not a generally sad person. So I don't ever really feel sad, man. So anytime I listen to, like, a heartbreak song or a sad country song, it kind of takes me there into that feeling of, like, oh, man, this is what it feels like. It shows me something different than what I'm used to feeling all the time. And, I mean, I feel like that's all, in a way, like a peaceful kind of, I mean, as sad as that sounds, I mean, you like to listen to sad music to feel sad. I mean, I feel like that just kind of takes me to, like, a peaceful place. You know what I mean? Listen to that.
0: For sure, I think I think music has certain purposes for for kind of reconfiguring how you feel in, in about certain things, you know. Yeah. And there's a lot of songs that I like that remind me of certain things that have nothing to do, nothing related to the song. It's just yeah. that song was playing at the time, you know. And no, for sure, there's there's songs that remind me of like you know people or or movies. You hear them in a movie, oh, yeah. and it's just a vibe, you know. And it's not you find out like we talk a lot about like songs that have like sad meanings but they're played very like upbeat like oh yeah you know uh semi-charmed life by 3rd Eye blinds about doing meth and they play that in the grocery store you know yeah, and you're like dude maybe i could do meth while i <laughs> buy you know rotisserie chicken who
1: knows
0: <laughs> yeah man i think uh i think that's one of the inter- most interesting things about music in general is just uh how it, there's, there's a lot of it about like just being the death of the author and yeah. obviously there's a the meaning there it's what the song is about and that song is always going to be about that to that artist but when people start listening to it, it can mean a million other things. Yeah. And that's still correct too.
1: No, no, one one hundred percent, man. And then like we were talking about earlier, I think the reason why I love country so much, man, is because it's probably the closest thing that I am rooted to, I guess, in a in a way. Not not that I've been listening to my whole life or anything like that, but like with like rap and stuff like that. It's like, dude, I love rap music. Like when I go to the gym or just I mean to switch it up from time to time. But I mean, I've never shot anybody or I've never thrown hundred thousand dollars on a stripper's booty cheeks or anything like that. So it's kind of hard to relate to 10 different songs like that, man. But like to hear about a time that you lost a girl to another guy or you, 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 fucked up and you broke her heart and she's given you a thousand chances, but you know that this time is the time that you're not getting her back to hear that stuff. And to know that like, Oh, you've lived that man. Yeah. Like, that's kind of a lot more closer to home. And I've, I, I always hear that, like, uh, people say, like, oh, well, Country's just, like, the sad little brother of rock and roll and stuff like that. And, I I mean, like, I've never really listened to, like, rock and roll, so I've always wanted to get into it, and I've always tried to dip my toe in it, man, but for some reason, like, I like it's either, either been, like, the sad boy emo music or, like, the hardcore stuff. Like, I could, could never get into, like, Pantera or, like, Kiss or anything like that, and I have no idea why. And I think because it, it's... So much of like the instruments and and whatnot, and like I love instruments, but like I'm more of like a lyric guy. Like I'm more of like a, what is this person saying instead yeah. of how does that particular like guitar riff make me feel? But I mean, on the on the opposite side of the same coin, dude, like a fiddle, like I, dude, that's I don't I don't think I mean me personally. There's nothing more insane to me than someone just fucking melting your face off with a fiddle live in a concert and like one of my uh one of my favorite country uh bands that i'm gonna go see at the end of this month is Flatland calvary and they're like a super just a small texas country band um all their tickets have always been 20 bucks man they're just one of my favorite they just came out with an album i think at the end of last month and they have just an insane fiddle player and he uh they did a cover I saw him one time. They did a cover of "Devil Goes Down to Georgia," oh, yeah. and I mean, that's just such an iconic fiddle song. And he played the fuck out of it. And I'm sitting there, probably eight nine beers deep, and I'm just like, "This is the most insane thing I've <laughs> ever seen." Why is this fat guy with a beard? Why is it every fat guy with a beard <laughs> amazing at <a> fiddles, dude?
0: <laughs> There's a, so I, there was a a program called Tabit that we would like turn. You could turn your tabs for guitar or drums, or whatever, yeah. into like actual MIDI files. And what I would do is I would take MIDI files, put them in this program called Finale, turn it into notes. And I, and I was in band for like seven years, so I was able, I could read music mm-hmm. and stuff. And I would turn those notes into tabs. And I did that because I realized on this website, there was like a forum, and they have all these different tabs. And I realized there was not a tab for Devil Went Down to Georgia. And I was like, I want to play that fiddle part on guitar. Yeah. And I tried to do it. I turned it into a MIDI. And I realized that, like, how fast he's going and how many notes he's fitting in there. Like, I ended up skipping, like, every other note because I couldn't fit it into this tab. And... I, I got, like, people review these and, like, they rate them, and no one really noticed, but there was also people would mention, like, there's something weird about this. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And I was like, yeah, like, I I skipped <laughs> notes, you know. Yeah. I'm playing the fastest notes you can play in this program, and it's still not fast enough.
1: <laughs> you realize slowly that you had to grow six more fingers. Yeah. And you were like, dude, there's no way I can keep up with this. Yeah. No, it's, it's insane, man. It's just one of those. And, like, the steel guitar, man, it, it's also just kind of one of those instruments that just – by itself make you feel like oh it takes me back to like oh just some sad 70s 80s kind of country music and then other than that man I mean just like I said I've never been in band I've never been like a musically talented person I always wish that I would have paid more attention to stuff like that but just the I think it's also the simplicity of the country lyrics like I said earlier just helps me relate to that so much more you know
0: yeah, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, a lot of it, too, is a
1: storytelling aspect yeah. of
0: things. I mean, I, I think that I mean, there's a lot of good music in multiple genres that have good storytelling, mm-hmm. but this is kind of the bread and butter. Yeah. You can play four chords over a country song, and it could be the same four chords played over 20 other country songs, but each of those are going to be different because of what you're getting out of the feeling from the lyrics, from the singing, with the lyrics and everything.
1: Exactly. No, and and I mean like we were talking about earlier, man, the, my favorite country singer, and I'm glad you brought up storyteller. My favorite country <laughs> singer of all time is Garth Brooks. And I feel like this chubby 48 year old white <laughs> man, however old he is, dude, this man, for some reason, anytime I ever see him not on a stage or like talking in a camera or talking on an interview, I'm like, dude, what is this guy doing? man? Like, This is, <laughs> this is literally, and not to be funny or anything, this is literally two different people. Like he's just such, so different there. But then, like, see him in concerts and, like, see him, uh, seeing him live, like, it was, it was absolutely insane. Like, I, I don't think I sat down the whole concert. And, like, I, we were in, we were in, like, the 30th row or something like that. So we had really good seats, man. And I was like, dude, these are nice seats. I'm not sitting down this whole concert. Like, every single song he played, he was running up and down the stage, getting everybody involved, starting chants, doing all this stuff, man. And, like, even, like, his slow stuff. Like, I don't know if you ever listened to him, like, Beaches of Cheyenne is probably one of my favorite songs of all time, and I have no idea why. I've never been to war, or I've never gotten divorced, or left my wife in a beach house on Cheyenne, but it's just one of my favorite songs because it just it hits my heart differently. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just I I absolutely love him, man. But then he goes from Beaches of Cheyenne to like calling Baton Rouge, where it's just it's literally he's. A truck driver on his way, like everywhere he goes in America, right? All he's trying to, at the end of the day or at the end of his uh, time driving, all he's trying to do is get home to Baton Rouge. And so he's stopping at every single gas station, every single, I mean, it's pretty counterproductive if you ask me, (laughs) but just to call his wife, man, to make sure that she's still there. And like, there's just insane fiddles in between like every like kind of uh, course that he goes and also wild horses, and then there's one lonesome dove. Uh, it's Just every every song that he makes, man. I don't think in in his old school stuff. Not the Chris Gaines. We won't get into that. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that stuff later. But yeah, man. Like in his greatest hits, like I mean, and I know it's they're called greatest hits for a reason. But I don't think there's one skippable song on there. I, I feel like every kind of artist, for at least some people, have like a oh man, like I don't I don't like that song. Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> this is a great song, but. There's a lot better songs, so I'm gonna go ahead and skip that. But I, I was actually watching a video on him, man, the other day and that's why that's kind of the whole reason why Garth Brooks made that thing like ghost tunes. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. So he, he made ghost tunes and basically that's why none of his music is like on Apple Music or any kind of uh platform or like YouTube. You can't find any of his music because the way he explained it and the way that he wanted his music um listened to was from front of the album to the back of the album in order, like, I'm not gonna sell out and actually sell songs individually one by one, and that was a couple of years ago, and then he signed a deal with Amazon and was like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and sell my, <laughs> well, it, sell my music one by one it,
0: but, it it changes, and I think the thing I've does. always appreciated about him is that he's not, he doesn't have his get off my lawn mentality, no. he, he adapts you yeah. know, and there's stuff that he prefers, obviously, and, and what he's saying about, like, you know, albums and Albums are like movies in a sense yes. that, you know, you don't just, I'm sure some people will maybe just watch one clip of a movie, but if you watch that one clip, you're going to want to watch the whole movie if yeah. it's a good movie. If yeah, if it's good. You know, so I I, I appreciate the artist, artistry of that, um, but I, I also appreciate the fact that he's not going to be curmudgeon about it either. He's yeah. not going to just, you know, be like, oh, stubborn in his own ways. No, for sure. I love, I love, I just, I've, he was my, probably my first favorite like music artist Really? Ever. That's awesome. And because I, I remember we when we first got HBO in like 91 or 92 or whatever, he had an HBO special. This motherfucker should be grandfathered in. <laughs> HBO since
1: 91.
0: Yeah, uh, he had this like HBO special, and I remember we recorded. It was the first thing I ever remember recording on a blank VHS tape. Yeah. And we recorded that, and afterwards they played Home Alone. So when we watched Home Alone, We'd rewind it. If we rewind it too much, we'd start watching like, "Yeah, we can watch the rest of this concert again," <laughs> you know. And just like you said, like back then, and uh, you saw him recently, right? Yeah, was so a like a couple years ago, thirty years in between, and thirty years ago, he was all over the place, and he's still the same way. Yeah. It's like this is not not you. Just you can see how much he enjoys it.
1: Ex- it. No, exactly, man. And and to your point, I think that that's what he realized that in the day and age we live in now. Like I mean, on my phone, man, I can look up any song at any point in time by any artist at one click of a button, one search, and I think that's what he kind of realized that it's like, dude, you kind of pivot or die. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. You either the future generation either never listens to your music or you kind of give it up and listen on Amazon. And I know people specifically that have Amazon Music to listen to Garth Brooks, and I'm like, dude, I'm one of those people. Like I've, I've, <laughs> I, I think that that's the thing, though, man. It just kind of shows you that. Over all these years, like you said, since 1991. So, so when did it slowly just you forgot that Home Alone was there, and you just watched <laughs> like the last 15 minutes of the concert every time? You're like, oh, the concert's ever go ahead and take that out, <laughs> go ahead and take that whatever movie that was out. So then you just
0: rewind it to the beginning,
1: watch the whole thing, <laughs> exactly. you know.
0: But yeah, I think that that was he was definitely like the first, the first, the first person I remember being like, I I generally want to see more of his music, and I yeah. I'm a fan. I was the first time I was a fan. Um, but I, I, the thing about him too is he's there's so much like extra stuff like you talk about like, him off off concert you know like in person or in interviews, and he just seems like the most genuine guy. He's yeah. very he's very down to earth and he's very open. I remember reading an article about as uh, speaking to Chris Gaines, yeah. it was about like the tenth anniversary of Chris Gaines, and they were talking about no 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 take it back. It was in Chuck Klosterman's book. He was talking about Chris Gaines, and he was talking Talkin about fucking wild man. Yeah. He was talking about Garth Brooks um, and that Garth Brooks had, like, this deal with Walmart to sell one of his albums. I can't remember which album, but it was in the early 90s. And he asked if they could cut the price in half, basically. So, he was essentially making, like, less of a profit. but he, He didn't care about the money he made. He cared about the number of units sold. Oh, yeah. He was more concerned about, like, I want to reach as many people as possible I don't care if we're selling the albums for a doll. I don't care if I make a profit on this. I just want people to listen to it. No, for sure. And that it was such an interesting way to look at it. Or to you don't usually hear artists talk about that. I'm sure that some other artists would agree with that. But it was just it was all about like he was about the music and about people listening to the music and. And recognize that he; those were the records that he wanted. He yeah. wanted the, the album sales, like the unit sold, not the money sold.
1: No, no, exactly, man. And and I was watching that Joe Rogan Chris Stapleton podcast, or Joe Rogan's podcast, where Chris uh. Stapleton was talking about Garth Brooks, and I, what Chris Stapleton said, literally resonated with me so much about Garth Brooks, and because he was like, ah, because Joe Rogan was like, I would tell him to his fucking face, like, what the fuck are you thinking, or what were you <laughs> smoking, thinking you could be Chris Gaines or do like a rock thing. And Chris Stapleson was like, no, man, I think that at one period of time, Garth Brooks was the biggest, most successful country music artist at that time. And in his mind, he was like, how can I do more? How can I be more famous than I am right now? How can I sell more stuff? Not for the money or anything, but like that. But like, how can I challenge myself to be, to completely take off this, this totally, I mean, put a wig on and (laughs) (laughs) try to make a soul patch. Yeah, and a soul patch. Do you you think he grew that or was that taped on? I
0: I don't know because he hosted SNL and Chris Gaines performed. Yeah. So he was both of them. And I don't remember him having uh, a a soul patch when he
1: was Garth Brooks. Dude, so I gotta. You think they just had like a special case, like a glass case, that they just carried this Chris Gaines soul patch in? Dude, it was like probably a style. just
0: like uh like eye stuff, I, yeah, 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 eye black, eye black yeah.
1: <laughs> no, dude, that that's it's, it. It was wild, man. I've I've actually just because I love Garth Brooks so much. I mean, I'd never have listened to a Chris Gaines song. <laughs> I don't think I could. I don't. I don't. I don't think it would kind of.
0: <laughs> so I, I gotta I gotta ask you something yeah. then. Do you do you like Chardis Cambino? Oh, I do.
1: I love childish games. He B. covered
0: a Chris Gaines song.
1: Uh, I I did not know that.
0: For uh, one of the th- one of the actual like YouTube channels that in in inspired uh, cover stories is uh, um, AJJ. It's a it's a radio station in Australia. Mm-hmm. It's, they have a it's called Like a Version, and they have someone come on and and do a cover, and it's like a radio show. And he chose a Chris Gaines song. I didn't see his did interview about that. it, but I remember he like. People were talking about that it was a joke. Like I was like, I can't name a Chris Gaines. No, song. me either,
1: <laughs> at all.
0: But it was it was different, and it 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 fit Childish Gambino's vibe. You know, I I love Donald Glover and everything he does. I'm gonna give it a shot. And yeah. I was just like, wow, like, and I need to go listen to this album. I never did, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it made you think. Yeah, about it, though. yeah. It, it gave
1: see, dude. It gives Chris Gaines the lore of Chris Gaines lives <laughs> on, dude, through Childish Gambino. No, I absolutely love childish gambino kind of i mean switching the genres like that rap kind of stuff and it, i mean it reminds me of what you were saying earlier and what we were talking about earlier is like whenever you do it just for the music man and not the money and not that kind of stuff is like uh, have you ever heard Lil baby yeah, yeah so Lil baby dude it was it was wild to me because i saw some on instagram and it could be it could be fake it could be real but apparently like two and a half years ago man he got out of jail And literally looked in the mirror and was like, what am I doing, man? Like, I'm literally just trapping. And he did not have one song two and a half years ago. And now he's literally one of the most biggest rap rap artists right now. And he's like, no, man, I don't wear... I don't wear. I don't get like tattoos or nothing like that because like I don't want to look like a thug or I don't want people to perceive me as like a thug. I just it's literally all business. Like that's why I'm making this stuff because I love music and I love making money. And I was like, that's fucking insane to me. Yeah, like that's literally because that's just so different from every other kind of rapper you listen to. Like I said, like we were talking about earlier, really, was fucking. I don't. I have never thrown a hundred dollars on a hundred thousand dollars on nobody's booty cheeks. I mean, I'd love to give me <laughs> give me the opportunity. I'd love to do it, but. No, yeah, I love Childish Gambino too, man, just because it's and it goes back to the, the lyrical stuff. Like, I just absolutely love lyrics. I love hearing a song where they're telling me a message or they're telling me a story or they're li- literally grabbing me by the hand and leading me down this path that they were trying to kind of lay out for you.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting with him because I, I got into him in general just because I love community. Like, I remember oh, watching too. when it was on... That became my favorite TV show. like yes. the, Like, the after, like, it was the fourth episode, I think. When, anyway, so, like, I found out he's got, you know, these, these mixtapes. And I was really yeah. into his, like, nerdy mixtapes. And they were very different than what he does now in the sense that I feel like he was very... It was almost... I don't want to say, like, MC Chris, but it was definitely, like, nerd rap. You know,
1: it was very... Oh, it was, bro. Freaks, like, the Freaks and Geeks yeah. was like, oh, that's so... That's such nerd rap.
0: Every bar is me being Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, pointing, is like, I know what he's talking about. I know that, dude. Yeah. I know that. So it's it funny to go from that to he's become a little bit more, like, subversive, yeah. you know, and, and I love the new stuff, and new stuff's a lot more critically acclaimed, and it, it, for good reason. I think it's no, better, sure. you know, but it's also interesting because he's grown. It's 10 years. He went from being, like, he's just a couple years older than me, and he went from being, you know, famous... At twenty, He won an Emmy for writing for 30 Rock when he was, like, 22 yeah. or whatever. And and he goes and he's basically growing behind the scenes. And I remember specifically there was one time I followed him on Twitter. And, like, 2012, 2013, it was after Camp came out. And he had this, like, breakdown. He wrote this whole, like, where you would normally do it, like, on an Apple iPhone yeah. note. He wrote it, like, on a hotel note and, like, just posted it on Twitter. And it was very, like, vulnerable. It was very, like, just talking about, like... He feels this need to, like, be funny. He feels this need to be somebody. And he doesn't know how he feels about having to feel that way. And it just, it was from that point on, you, he got a little bit less silly. He's still funny, but he wasn't doing Detroit stuff. He wasn't doing the, yeah. you know, the, the fake crying and stuff like that, no, which for is sure. great. I fucking love. Oh, me too, man. But it was just so interesting because now you see that in his music. And everything he does, even Atlanta, like Atlanta is just oh, so it, subversive. And, put me on, dude. It's, oh, it's, man. It's,
1: it's I, I saw, literally. I think whenever we, whenever it came out, man, he was like, "Bro, come over now, <laughs> or I will go to your house and I will show you every episode of Atlanta on my laptop." And like we did, I was like, "What, dude? This is this is fucking this is nuts." And I, oh, good. No, good. <laughs> no, I I just think it it goes it goes to say like, man, once you you can be some way your whole life, right? You can be what everybody thinks you are your whole life, man. But once you you Lose that shell, man, or or once you kind of lose that cocoon that you're in, and you start being yourself and making the music that you want to make, man, you're gonna really see who like your true friend, your true fans are, and like you, I feel like you just be overall happier with yourself because like you were saying, and he's he was hilarious, and he's always been hilarious, and to this day he's still hilarious. I saw the, uh, have you seen the Netflix special that he has like on a uh, weirdo, yeah, weirdo, yeah. I'm like, dude, this is the Donald Glover that like I remember. Like, yeah, this is him, dude, and now. Now, if you see him now, it's like oh, the full beard, Donald Glover with the with the messy hair, and like <laughs> I feel like he has like a sheepskin jacket on <laughs> with like some corduroy like capris, and I'm like, dude, this is this is the real Donald Glover, like this is the real Donald Glover that we've that he's probably been wanting us to all see for a long time.
0: It makes me wonder if like everything you're saying right now is like no wonder he covered Chris Gaines because that's what Garth was trying to do. Exactly, you know. Um, it's funny because I remember my grandma, huge Garth Brooks fan. Yeah. Like, I, I remember we watched the American Music Awards when he won, like, Artist of the Year. He beat TLC, Hootie and the Blowfist, Green Day, and one other band I can't remember. But I remember that specifically because I love Garth Brooks. I was familiar with TLC. I like TLC. I like Hootie and the Blowfist because I was a nerd, whatever. Hootie. And I remember he won he goes up to each and every one of them in the crowd and, like, gave them all a hug. Yeah. And he said, like, I can't accept this. Like, these are all great artists. Like, I don't, I'm not any better than they are. And I remember just being like, wow, like, this guy's really great. And it taught me a lot about, like, humility and stuff. But yeah. I thought it was such a cool thing. And and I remember watching it with my grandma. And she was just so, like, just like, oh, like, like, that's my dude, you know. She was yeah. very, like, proud of that. And then when Chris Gaines came out, the Life of Chris Gaines came out, I remember asking her about it. I'm like, "Oh, like I heard you got that album," and she's like, "Yeah, I, I, I bought it, and um, I don't know if I'm into it, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm giving it a shot." It's like she's a, that big of a Garth Brooks stand that That's she awesome. was like, "I'm gonna give it a shot because it's Garth Brooks," you know.
1: Just put me to shame, dude. Like, oh, you <laughs> give him a chance. Now, on the drive home, I'm literally gonna listen to nothing but Christian's <laughs> just for the next week, dude.
0: It's I think it's different. It's it's different in the sense that like, if it was someone else with that music, you probably would give it another chat. You know, but there's there's the the fact that it's Garth Brooks yeah. and it, it feels it may feel a little insincere, but there's also an aspect of it that like he just went for it, man. Yeah. That's what Chris Stapleton was saying in that Joe Rogan exactly. podcast, you, you, you
1: know, sh- you shoot or shoot, man. Yeah. Shoot or shoot. That's just that's really <laughs> what it is. You don't know until you try. That's at, at the fact of the matter. You don't know until you fucking try. Like I said, I'll probably listen to it once or twice, and then be like, dude, this is... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go back to listen to Beaches of Cheyenne. <laughs> just cry my eyes out.
0: Do you have a, a top three
1: or top five of
0: Gar- Can Brooks? Can you order them, or is it just like, these are the five that I'm listening to right now the most?
1: What, in artists or songs? Uh, Gar- Garth
0: Brooks songs.
1: Oh, uh, number one have to be Beaches of Cheyenne. Hands down. It, it's, it's one of those... Uh, have you ever seen Seinfeld? Yeah, yeah. So whenever whenever uh, Elaine is dating that one guy, and I forgot the fucking song that comes Des- on. Not desperado. Desper- desperado. it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. literally desperado. <laughs> and it's like desperado. And he's like, not now, babe. <laughs> not now. <laughs> and he just like looks into the fucking like into the horizon. He's just like sitting in the car and he just like looks out. That's literally me every time <laughs> I hear "Beaches of Cheyenne." And I have no idea why, man. Like I said, I've never been divorced. My my wife never died like nothing like that. I just I don't know why that song just resonates with me so much. So it'd be Bees of Cheyenne. Then there's a song called Lonesome Dove, and I feel like that kind of has to deal with. I mean, uh, it's it's about a dad who's a lawman and like he's basically um, he's a, a sheriff of a town and whatnot, and he goes out to fight these bad guys that are ravaging like surrounding cities and whatnot. And basically, the the whole time he has a, a wife and a son, and the wife the whole time is like, "Don't be anything like your father." Your father's never home, but yes, he's a hero to all these people. But he's never here with us. And of course, the son growing up in this town with his father, hearing all these amazing stories about all these fathers, ever all the all the things the fathers ever done. Of course, he turns into a lawman, and then he ends up dying and leaving his wife, and like just a never ending cycle of that. Number three would have to be wild horses. Um, just the it, It's just the fact of, once again, leaving your wife. My said <laughs> fictional <laughs> life, fake wife. Um, just kind of riding around your rodeo and just loving something more than you love yourself and loving something more than you've ever loved anything else and just trying to attain that actual goal and golden buckle. Number four is a, a cold classic, everybody knows it. Friends in Low Places. Yeah. That's <laughs> I, I couldn't put that number one, man, because I just I had to show the people, you know. And I kinda kinda somewhat know what I'm talking yeah. about. Dude. I feel like y'all would have cut my mic off if I was like Friends in Low Places. All right, number one. That's the one. <laughs> and then number five can really be a toss up between any song that he has. Um, off the top of my head, it would either be the dance. I mean, that one it's such a it's such a great song. Um, Calling Baton Rouge is a great song as well. And then what's the what's the other one? Dude. There's one more that I'm thinking of that I cannot think of off the top of my head. But yeah, no, the dance would probably definitely have to be number five.
0: Yeah, I, I think that, and that's the thing. All five of those songs are so different. Yes, but it's all within the same wheelhouse. It's very signature. You can always tell it's a Garth Brooks yes. song. Um, I love Thunder
1: Rolls. Oh, of course.
0: For when I was a kid, I thought it was Thunder Rose. Like, I was like, yeah, Thunder Rose. It's like, huge Thunder Rose. Like a thunder flower, you know? Did,
1: did you also have a uh, uh, an affair with a <laughs> older weathered woman? You
0: know, it's so funny because I, I remember <laughs> the music video was like super epic and it was raining yes. and it was like about domestic abuse and it, but I, that all went over my head, even yeah. with the music video, like, oh, yeah. as a kid.
1: I, 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 no, I also remember listening to that song and just like singing it. I'm like, oh my God, I love this song. And then being older and I'm like, Oh damn! Oh damn! He's, <laughs> oh damn,
0: dude! But this that that guitar that guitar transition into the chorus, da da da. that shit was hard, man. No, I loved it, man. <laughs> I loved it. But uh, I love rodeo. Um, oh hell yeah! Damn old rodeo. I mean, I like low places you can't not like.
1: You can't. Not. It's just it's one. It's a it's a cult classic song. Yeah,
0: but I also um, speaking as like as someone in their thirties now, like. I'm much too young to feel this damn old, like, hits way harder. Yes.
1: Now, yes. more than ever. No, for sure, dude. I, I absolutely love this. Like I said, man, we could probably name 40 more songs in every song. We'd be like, yes, the Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that one, that one. No, I just, every, like I said, man, he, I, that motherfucker don't miss. Like, besides the Chris Gaines stuff that I have not given a fair chance to, that motherfucker don't miss. Like, I don't think there's one song that I really... Think of about actively skipping or like actively like oh I don't want yeah. to
0: yeah that song yeah you know um it's 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 funny that you, we have talked about country we've talked about rap and those are the two genres that like was the stereotypical answer when you'd ask people what type of music you liked especially yeah. like in the early two thousands you know oh I like everything except country and rap you know and those are the two th- and it's so funny because it become it became such a like stereotypical answer that it was it was so easy for anybody to say that kind of just to fit in you know yeah and uh i i I love that that they are two very different types of music but they have that in common in that sense (laughs) you know and it's it's for very different reasons but there's also a lot of similarities in that you know in the sense that like you know they're very they're they're opposite kind of tiers of of fandom for you know specifically in types of people listen to rap types of country at least in that point in time i feel like now it's so much more
1: fluid Oh, I've, everything is so fluid. Like just like I, I remember always asking, like, "Oh man, what kind of music do you listen to?" And the, and the number one answer I fucking hate of all time is, "Oh, everything." Yeah, all, all of it. Everything. No, you don't, man. You listen to polka. You listen to fucking <laughs> salsa. Norwegian fucking death metal. Like, come <laughs> on, man. There's just there's so many different. Like, I feel like that's just such a boring and bland answer, dude. Like, literally, like if someone was like, "Oh, what kind of music do you like?" Oh, Aretha Franklin wow, I did not expect that from this person that I'm sitting in front of, but now it may make me see you differently or yeah. not in a bad way or not judging you, but like, oh man, this is, maybe there's something that happened in this person's life or just, and that was just the first artist that rattled off my head. But yeah, no, I used to hate when people would be like, oh, just anything, listen anything a little bit here, a little bit there. Cause I, I remember being very kind of critical of like, oh my God, I can't believe you listen to this or I can't believe you <laughs> listen to that. And like, what we were talking about earlier is, like, with movies and music. I, I mean, me personally, I don't listen to anything that I'm not going to enjoy. Like, I, I would listen to the, and I know there's a million people out there. I would listen to the same song a thousand times in a week if I love that song. I would listen to, like, if, if, there's, if an artist comes out with a new album, dude, I would listen to that album that I like. I would listen to that album through and through and through and through, and it's, like, I know a lot of people say, like, there's mood music and stuff like that, but, like, no, I, dude, I listen to country music at the gym. Like, I'm getting in a pump, and, like, I'm trying to get bigger, and I'm listening to country music, and I feel like a lot of people are like, no, dude, you got to listen to rap or, like, fucking house music or some something like that. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's dude. some buck cherry on there, Yes, man. dude, no. <laughs> but no, man, I listen to sad, heartbreaking country songs at the gym or, like, if I'm... In a relationship, like, dude, I've been in relationships and, like, singing Heartbreak Country to the girl that I'm with, and she's like, why are you you doing this? Like, why (laughs) why are you singing? Like, we broke up. And I'm like, I have no idea. There's just something inside me, man, that makes me just love sad country music.
0: I I love that part of, especially in relationships, and you're sharing something, and it has nothing to do with your relationship, but it means something to you, and you're, like, giving them a little bit. It's not to sound cheesy, but, like, you're giving them a little piece of, like, your heart, you know, in that sense. And... That's why I I loved making mix CDs in, in high school and I still yes. do, and uh, I, I I just being able to share that you know, um my my girlfriend really loves Possum Kingdom by Toadies, um and it's a song that I've liked forever but because of her it's probably like my number one song on Spotify now. Oh, every time we're in the fucking car, it's like let's play it, and I haven't gotten sick of it. And it's funny because I thought there was points in time like when I first heard the song where I got sick of it. But I think the fact that she loves it so much makes me love it even more than I already did. No, 100%. So it's a cool, like, shared connection.
1: No, and, and, and I think that just speaks to the point that we were both making, man, is that music just has this kind of power over everyone that listens to it. And, I mean, I feel like there's not a lot of people that don't listen to it. But it's like, dude, if, if I mean something to you in your life and I'm like, hey, this song right here reminds me of you. This song, every time I hear it, it makes my ears perk up, it makes my heart skip a beat, and it reminds me of you. It, 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 of course, that song is always going to hit differently with, with the person that you're with and the person that you're hearing that song with. And, like, I think that's one of the best things about it is, like, that's our song. Yeah. Like there, oh man, there's plenty of songs on my my phone that I've dedicated to girls, and it's, like... <laughs> it, it's That's the crazy part, man, it'll take you to a memory. It'll take you to a place in time where, like... No, I remember we were fighting, and, like, <laughs> I played this song on the way home, and, like, it was raining magically, and, like, I heard this one song, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to turn around, because I, instead of leaving the fight or instead of, like, us being in ba- bad blood or us breaking up, I'm going to turn around, man, because this song is making me feel this way, and it's reminding me of all the amazing times that we had together. and oh, yeah. That's the power of music, man.
0: I had a like, uh I, there was a girl I had a crush on in college, and I would make her mix CDs, yeah. and I turned her on to a few different bands, and then we went, like, we graduated, went like years without talking, and she drunk dialed me at, like, three oh, in man. the morning, like, three years later, and she was, like, on the West Coast, so she didn't realize how late it was yeah. here, and she was just telling me, it's like, oh, yeah, like that pump up kick song by foster people <laughs> yeah. was like popular. And she's like, yeah, like this song came on the radio and it just reminded me of you. And I was like, that song's about a school shooter. Like what the fuck? If the shoe
1: fits, man. But no at idea. the same
0: time, it was also very like, it was cool to hear from her and it was cool to like, it wasn't like that anymore. I definitely wasn't at the point where like, I was like love over her, no, for sure. but it was nice to know that like, she was thinking about me, even if it was because of a song about a school shooter. <laughs> I'm like I don't know what to think about that, but it was very sincere, and it's just it's funny because like I hope to think she either didn't know that that's
1: what it was about. She did, she did. I'm here to tell you she did. You were like, baby girl, that was track 26 on a 28 two disc mixtape. What are you talking about? That's it. I, that ne-
0: I never put that on a mixtape for her either. That's the, that's the crazy oh, it was thing. Just out of, out of that the- song had just come out. But like that was yeah that's what makes it even more like suspect. Man. Do you wear
1: real cool shoes or <laughs> do you wear like the, the pump ups I think or? it was
0: just the vibe of it because I put I would make her stuff with like lots of like indie like Vampire ah, Weekend gotcha, type you, gotcha, music, gotcha, you know. Yeah. But but yeah, man, it's it's funny you say that because like there's there's also like a negative side of it, but it still feels nice to be remembered.
1: No, for sure, <laughs> it's always nice to be remembered. I think uh, another, another part of country that has really, or something that country has really shown me, man, is like, I mean, don't, don't attack me and please tell me if I shouldn't say this. We'll just cut it out later. Is that I've never, me personally, I've never really listened to like female artists or like, I've never, like I said, because there's just something, one thing that like you can't really relate to and certain artists and stuff like that. But like, dude, country has completely changed my mind on that man completely has shown me. It's like, I'm, I literally sit there and be like, and I put a Louisville Slugger in both <laughs> heads. And I'm like, dude, I've never, like, why? It, it's just, it, you question it, it's like, why? But it's like, no, like, Casey Musgrave, man. I love all of her music, dude. Miranda Lambert's Caitlin Butts is uh, the wife of the lead singer of um, Flatland Calvary. On, honestly, dude, I feel like just kind of, like, meeting you in this small period of time, like, I feel like you'd love them. Yeah, I, and, and I like
0: Casey Musgraves a lot. And uh, our, our friend Kat actually is working with Caitlin Butts. Are you serious? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so she, that guy Cletto, that's the lead singer of Flatland Calvary. And like I said, but I'll show you some after this. Like, I really feel like you would love them. Because they're just kind of like that. They have the whole, they play all facets of, they have the sad songs. They have the happy, go lucky songs. They have the things that make you want to get up and dance. They have the stuff that makes you think about, like, oh, man, I could probably be a better person. You know what I mean? Yeah. All that stuff, but like, no, I mean, country has definitely showed me and opened me up to a lot more female artists like Miranda Lambert, Casey Musgrave, Kelly Clarkson, like all that stuff, dude. I'm like, this is, this is awesome. Like, it's just different avenues of country and that just kind of shows like the totality of love that I have for this certain genre of music. Like I said, 10, 11, 12 years ago, I did not even think about listening to any form of country at all. And now I feel like that's probably 90% of my music that I listen to. And I, I just, I couldn't, and like, I, I just don't think I could see it any other way. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'd be listening to right now. Definitely rap and some, still some like emo music and stuff like that. But like, dude, country is, it turned into my, my emo music. It turned into like my kind of filler of my life, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome, man. I, 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 I can relate to, you know, when it came to like female singers, there's certain bands that like opened me up and now I feel like most of what I listen to is female fronted bands. Yeah. I am obsessed with the new Olivia Rodrigo album. Oh
1: dude, are you joking? So much. I. I listen dude. to that when I work out. I was I was gonna say also that, but I didn't want <laughs> nobody to judge me. Oh are you the only one I cannot get behind is uh is I think brutal. Because that's I'm that's not, my favorite song. Because I'm there. not a 17 year old girl. That's the
0: thing too, and it's so funny because that's why I have this like reservations about that. Because <laughs> the song itself sounds like <laughs>
1: I love this.
0: Didn't expect to talk about this. I didn't this expect episode. it either, bro. <laughs> but that song reminds me so much of like Riot Girl, Bikini Kill, um, Elastica. Like it, it, it sounds like these 90s bands that I love. I love the Breeders. Yeah. And like this, it, it, they've, she's got the whole like soft loud soft verse loud Mm -hmm. loud chorus and you know there's a little bit of hole in there you know a little little bit of courtney love and it just brings in all this stuff together and i listen to the lyrics and i'm just like i can't relate to anything that she's saying but i bet 16 year old me probably would have and not just that but not just because you know she's a teenager but also just it's i think there's a lot of universal aspects of it that are behind this this Cover of like being a teenage girl Yeah And I feel like what she brings to the table Is that she can make that universal Dude. And it's just <laughs> like what you said about country music man Like you never You never lost your wife But I've never like been dumped in that sense, like, no, on, for sure. By some, I don't know, her TikTok by boyfriend.
1: Jock, dude, by, by the By the TikTok <laughs> boyfriend that left for another singer, actress team. Yeah, but how the way
0: she you? feels is how I felt at one point. You oh, know? of course. Yeah. And,
1: and I think that's the most <laughs> wild part about it is like, uh, one of, so a girl that I was talking to, we were, t- she actually, uh, Annette put me on, Olivia Rodrigo, because she played in one of her like stories. And I was like, what? Like, it was a good for you. Yeah. And it was like, the good for you, you're happy. And, ha-, and I was like, I was listening, and I was like, wait, why the fuck does this make me want to, like, mosh pit, bro? This makes me want to hit somebody in the face right now. This is kind of weird, man. So then I put it on, and I was like, oh, dude, I li- I'm telling you, I listened to that song all day long. Literally, in the shower. Anytime I was finding excuses to get in the fucking truck and, like, drive around somewhere to go do <laughs> some shit to blast this music, man. And I just kind of remember people, like, seeing me, and they're like, Ooh, why the fuck, who hurt that guy? Like, dude, it, hopefully there's a a, a a younger person in that car. That's li- that's the reason he's being forced to listen to this. No, it was just me, man.
0: And I think it's funny because there's a lot of there's a lot of millennials who are really into this album, and there's it's always. Like, like, whenever they talk about how much they love it, it's always preceded by, "Okay, like, yeah, like, I know this is a teenage girl," but no one's making fun of them. They're just anticipating being made fun of for liking this teenage girl's yeah. music. And I realized that because as te- uh, one of the critics I follow on Twitter was talking about that, it's like I've, I haven't seen anybody say like, "Oh, you listen to like teen girl music." It's like, it's more people just being like, "Yeah, like this is what I listen to now." You know, it's just it's not it's it's just so we become so like uh, jaded. We have. Because of social media and because of, you know, I feel like our generation is definitely at the point now where we are a lot more accepting of, of the younger generation in the sense that we're not as get-off-my-lawn about the younger generations as older generations have been about us.
1: No, for, in, in certain aspects, man. Yeah, there's, the, sure. Oh, my God. There's, <laughs> the, there's, I went to a country concert about a month ago, man, and I just kind of threw the... Through the waves of, like, the pandemic, I went through, uh, so before, I was like, oh, dude, I'm ready to f- get drunk, take my fuck shirt off. I mean, just hug people, I don't know, and just chant this song that we all mutually love. And then I went to one show at towards the end of the pandemic, or towards, the, I mean, a couple months ago, and there's seats. So, like, there's actual, there's no more crowds there was just kind of chairs, and, like, they would bring up... They would bring your food to you, your beer to you, all that stuff. So you never really had to get up, or nobody was ever, like, obstructing your view. And I was like, oh, my God, I fucking love this. Like, I'm old. <laughs> like, I, I I am so old, and I, I absolutely love this. And then I went to another concert about a month ago in Nacogdoches, Texas, the oldest city in Texas, and we were there, and it's, like, just a BFE. And there's, like, 16... 18 year old kids getting drunk as shit behind me. And the whole time I'm just like, I fucking hate this. (laughs) Like, this is the worst man. Because it's like every kid was like pouring their beer on themselves and then throwing half the beer on the floor and like getting drunk off three and like acting a fool. And I'm just the whole time. I'm like, What happened, dude? A year. (laughs) A year has changed me. Like before I'd be with those kids, like, yeah, let's get fucking drunk. Like (laughs) No, it's crazy. But I mean, speaking of your point that you were making earlier, man, it's I I don't know what happened in that like twenty year gap because I remember doing in sync and Backstreet Boys came out like dude, there was not a single person that was like, What? You listen to that like wait what Backstreet Boys and Sync? like no dude it was like what you're not listening to Bye 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 like what dude you don't know who Joey Fatone is like are you, are you fucking kidding me and then somewhere in that period of time man it just kind of like oh dude you're listening to this or like oh you're listening to that and like I said I, I used to be that same way man like oh I can't believe you listen to that yeah. music but it's like I think the older you get, or our generation, the older our generation gets, it's like, dude, there's... I mean, these, these young guys, these young kids might be on a something with their music. They might be... Because, I mean, I saw um, on Instagram, there's a video about that good for you. And it was, I think it was either they played it side by side. It was like the Avril Lavigne one Param- or like a Paramore. Paramore yes, it was yeah. a Paramore. And I was like, dude. Misery business. Yes, misery business. And I was like, dude, I fucking love Paramore. Like, oh, Paramore's fucking... I love all the music that they make, and it's just—it's one of those things that it's like, the the more the more you realize and take a step back, it's like, dude, this all music is good music, man. There's really not. Some music, I mean. Besides, I mean, there's some, there is some <laughs> shitty music, right? I mean, you can. You said so. But
0: I, I think that I've come to the age too, where like I can recognize something that's shitty that I still love, and I know it's shitty. Yeah. Like I think there's a lot of people, at least I was definitely like this, where like oh, like I like it, which means I must think it's good. Like no, that's those don't those no. two things aren't. No, they do not always either. the same thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, one hundred percent. I remember making the joke. I believe whenever y'all first. um when we y'all first started this? Uh, we were still doing Basuda Boys at the time. And I told Zach, like, over and over and over. I was like, dude, let me on, man. I'm going to talk about music. Let me talk about music. He's like, all right, what the fuck are you going to talk about? And I was like, R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet <laughs> series. We,
0: we literally talked about just filming you do four, 45 minutes of just acting it out because oh, I, I you could can do it because i
1: can't it's, it's i remember i remember telling him like oh no i'll do it like let me get drunk and i can do
0: it like we weren't even going to talk about music we were just gonna have
1: you do all like seven parts <laughs> oh just give me some wigs some some a bathrobe <laughs> a, a fake gun for like the first like seven episodes dude and that's really all we need that no. <laughs> that
0: song oh i for when it Was like at the peak of like its popularity. I didn't know that Contagious by the Isley Brothers wasn't a part of that necessarily. Because the music video is the same concept. But we used to be obsessed with like the way Ron Isley would say, Shut up. Can't you see two men are talking? (laughs) That was constantly something we referenced like on a daily basis.
1: No, dude, I remember, and I I feel like my favorite part of the whole kind of, uh, because of how, I mean, like, dude, I I don't like to give R. Kelly credit for anything, because, I mean, he's he's an awful human being. He's a piece of shit, He's a huge piece of shit. But if we can just, you know, just scoop out the music part and put it in this separate, <laughs> less non shitty bowl, if that's possible. You know what I mean.
0: We got to do the Gaga thing where she just recorded, re-recorded that a song she did with him with someone else doing it. Exactly. Like, just get someone. There's a ton of people who are just as talented and just as oh, like yeah. down. To just just have them re-record traffic in the
1: Closet," dude. Like like, for someone remix "To Ignition," all that stuff, yeah. bro. Just have someone re-record it, bro. Like let that dude <laughs> rot under the prison a hundred times out of a hundred. But my favorite part of Trapped in the Closet is when, and have you seen it all? No, I've oh, seen okay. most of it. <laughs> that was just on the, on the piece of shit meter. <laughs> Clearly I'm a 10, <laughs> you're maybe a three or four. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I've seen it all. A couple times through. No, there's one part where he's, uh, he busts into the house, right? Because um, a cop was like uh, fucking his wife, right? And then so the cop gets home. He follows that cop home. And it turns out that his wife is also having an affair with a midget. (laughs) So he opens the fucking and like in and just imagine in R. Kelly's voice, dude. He opens the door and he's like, Oh my god, a midget, 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 midget. And it just like zooms in on this like midget in the fucking in the fucking cupboard, and he's just like and, and I just remember seeing, laying in bed, watching this part, and I'm just like, it can't, it can't, it can't go anywhere from down. It can't go anywhere but down from here. The because the apex of pop culture. This is the apex. Like, <laughs> this is the pinnacle of of everything, dude. Like, I, I, everything I've listened to, seen before this point in time has been a lie, <laughs> and I'm here to tell you. No, yeah, I just remember seeing that part and just kind of being like. Oh, we just letting this motherfucker get away with everything. Right? <laughs> we, just, we just letting this motherfucker get away with whatever he wants now. No, yeah. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> as much as I would love to just like end it right there, because that's a great way to end this episode. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts about uh, Chris Stapleton and uh, Tennessee whiskey? Um, anything?
1: <laughs> no. Uh, in in all honesty, man. Whenever so whenever Zach actually. Texted me and asked me if I wanted to do the cover stories. And, man, I was literally like, dude, I don't know that many covers. Like, I don't know that many covers. So I kept looking and looking and looking about, like, oh, dude, what's my favorite cover? Like, what is going to be my favorite cover? And then I, the one that was always in the back of my mind was, like, the Chris Stapleton Tennessee whiskey one. And then I remember listening to it probably 10, 11 times in a row, man, and just kind of listening to it and reading the lyrics. Why? And I'm like, dude, that's, that's why. Because this song literally, it just... The way his voice and like just the talent that he has and the production as well, because like, dude, I feel like that's also such like I I feel like I'm a simple minded music listener. You know what I mean? Like I said, I don't play instruments. I have no production kind of skills or anything like that. Like, dude, you could just tell in the production of that song how everybody was just everybody gave it a hundred, like everybody. And I mean, I hope everyone assumes that, Oh, anytime you make a song, everybody tries their hardest. Everybody does this. But I feel like with that particular song, man, that was the first time I realized like, dude, the production guys and the sound guys and like the guitarists and everything on this song, man, like just, and that's why I feel like, to the through the, it, it'll stand through the test of time, man. Like, exactly what you said. Like, no, man, this is his song. Fuck yeah. David Allen Coe. Like, <laughs> dude, this is his song now, man. And there like I said, there will probably be a hundred other people now that'll be like, oh, well, I'm going to cover that Chris Stapleton Tennessee yeah. whiskey song. And like, it, it's just, I, and I think that's why I loved it, man. It's just because like the words just sat with me and just everything in that, in just the totality of that song was just absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Love it. I think uh, that's, that's the best way to put it. That's a oh, good way to close that, off. Yeah. Appreciate that. Thanks so much for coming on, hey, man.
1: Thank you. It was fun. It was a fucking blast, awesome. honestly. Yeah. Uh, you. Uh, do
0: you have anything to plug? Anything you want to let people know about? I'm
1: good, no. All right. Listen to music, man. Stop judging people for listening to music. <laughs> Listen to cover stories, all right? Even though you already are listening to cover stories. <laughs> Tell your fucking friends about it, all right?